Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. Now, today we are continuing in talking about what is our real identity, what is our real value, what is our true worth, how do we discover that? In episode one, we talked about the jewelry heist and the two different price tags that the world offers us. One that says, this is your real value. This is your real worth. We get that from God. If you remember, we talked about Colossians 2.8. And the other one talks about the basic principles and the human traditions of this world fabricated by mere mortals. Remember, we read it in the voice and that is the other price tag. Both have slapped themselves on your back and it is up to you and I to decide on a daily basis what price tag will I live up to? Will I continue to move with the world's target, the human traditions and the empty philosophy and the deceitful ways of the world? Or will I be established in the true value, the true worth, the true price tag that God placed on me through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Now today, we're going to be talking about five P's. Now these are just fun. Many of you may not realize this, but for years I worked with youth. I still work with youth. And so when I was teaching them, I would come up with fun little ways for them to remember. So this is one of the ways that uh, I taught them the ways that the world would define you. So let's talk about the five P's. One, the first P is performance. So the world will try to define you, will try and place value on you based on your performance. So for example, our children go to school and their performance is measured by letters. They get an A, they get a B, they get a C, they get a D, or they get an F. And that is how we measure uh, their performance is by these letters. And so the world has different performance measurements, and that's not necessarily always bad, but the problem is we learn from a very early age that we are identifying your value often based on how you perform. Think about with me, think with me for about sports. Uh, we think about how the kids who perform well, uh, they get to start in the game um, because they perform better than the other kiddos. And so again, it's 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 a natural reality, it's a part of life. I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. What we're trying to prove here is that it's not how we should define our identity or our value though. It's a part of this world that you are going to be measured um, by your performance, but that does not have to define your personal worth or your personal value. It's important that we can separate those things. How you perform has nothing to do with your value in the kingdom. Does it have something to do with your value in this world? Unfortunately, yes. But our identity is not in this world. Our identity is in Christ. And this is where we're trying to decipher the difference. So it means I can experience a low performance in a particular area of my life, but it doesn't change the value that I'm confident in, that I know that I'm loved, that I know I have worth, that I know that I bring incredible value to the kingdom, that I'm created with great purpose, and I offer incredible opportunity to the kingdom. So it's important that we separate this. So the world will measure us by performance, through your grades, through your sports, 
through the degrees that we have. How many degrees do you have? Our successes, our failures. Um, Often we're chosen for teams, we're chosen for jobs based on our performance. And again, this is a reality in life, but the problem is we allow that reality to define our value instead of allowing truth to define our value. So I can live in a reality that sucks, but still recognize that I have great value in this world because my value isn't in my worldly performance. My value is in Christ. You're gonna hear me saying this over and over again because I want you to get this. So that's the first P, performance. The second P is position. Now, we often, it's interesting to me when we introduce ourselves to people and we say, well, what do you do? And we start talking about, our position. Well, I am the founder of Crazy Eight Ministries, or I am a published author, or I am a... Very rarely do we say, I am a child of God. I am valued, highly chosen. I am free. I am... Very rarely do we claim our kingdom position when we're having casual conversation with people in the world. More likely, we claim our worldly position. I might say, I'm a mother of six children. I've been married for 30 years. I would begin to define myself based on my worldly position. Now, it's so true that the world establishes a pecking order in every situation. Again, a lot of times based on your performance or even your popularity or, um, or how accepted you are or not accepted you are. Think about you know the captain of the cheerleading uh, squad or the captain of the football team. Um, and there's, again, in reality, there are pecking orders. That is reality. The problem is when I allow the pecking orders of the world to define my pecking order in the kingdom. The Bible says that I am seated at the right hand of the Father That's my pecking order, that I'm a child of the one true God. That is my pecking order. And if I allow the reality of the world's pecking order to define my value and to tell me that this is my real position versus my kingdom position, that's where we fall into trouble. So we have performance and we have position. Another way that the world defines us is based on our possessions. Now, I love when I'm with students at this point, I'll say, how many of you have an iPhone? You know, and uh, it's crazy to me how anymore it's like you can't, you don't just have a cell phone. You've got to have the top of the line, latest release of the Android or the iPhone. It's not just having a phone. It's what kind of phone you have. It's not just having a car. It's what kind of car you drive. This is so true for adults as well. Isn't it true that our car makes a statement? The car that we drive, it makes a statement. It says something about us. When you see somebody driving a Tesla, it says something about that person. And whether you like it or not, what the world has told us is valuable. If we're not intentional to say that has no um, impact on my mind, it will have an impact on your mind. And so the world will tell us that your possessions define your value, that what you have and what others have is what defines your value. We've always heard the um, statement, keeping up with the Joneses, right? 
uh, and how we feel this allure and that we have to keep up with the world's ways of what's uh, what's valuable and the possessions that the world tells us we should have and, and that that is what defines your worth. But that is simply not true. Um, and again, you can have these things. And is it true that uh, if you drive a nicer car, uh, people might treat you differently? Absolutely. That could be a reality. But that should not define who you are. So one first P is performance. The world defines our value based on our performance. The world defines our value based on our position. The world defines our value based on our possessions. And number four is our personal relationships. Now, a lot of times it is, y'all, I'm not trying to pretend like the world isn't the way that it is. I'm saying we don't want to let the world define us. We don't want to be taken captive into the basic traditions of this world. We don't want to be taken captive into the deceptive and hollow philosophies of this world. The world says... Who you know matters. Sometimes kids get into colleges because of who they know. Sometimes we get jobs because of who we know. I've pulled strings for my kids to get jobs because of who I know. That's a part of reality. But when we allow that to shift into defining our value, and if we don't know anybody important, we might say, well, I'm just a nobody because I don't know anybody. But God says, if you know him and he knows you, you have great value. It's very different than what the world says defines your value. Now, we've said performance. We've said position, possessions, personal relationship. Hear me out on this last one. Appearance. I know it doesn't really start with a P. But appearance is the fifth way. And this is such a huge way. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about just appearance alone and different cultures and what's popular and not popular in different cultures. But appearance is huge. It is a huge way that the world defines our value. I don't really need to delve into this a whole lot. It's quite obvious that people will say this person is more valuable than this person because of the way they look, because of what they wear, because of their hair color, their eye color, because of their body shape. Come on. And so this is a reality that we live in. But if we allow that reality to define our value, we're being taken captive into the deceptive and hollow philosophies of the world that are based on human traditions rather than on Christ. I'm going to keep talking about that Colossians 2.8 over and over again. Now I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to use my oldest son when he uh, was in high school. Uh, his freshman year is a very, very uh, good basketball player. And um, he started on the varsity team and uh, people would come from all over. Colleges would come and they would scout him. Now if you know anything about the scouting process, uh, they were not allowed to actually talk to my son. They couldn't talk to him at all. They would just come and they would scout him and discover. And they would ask things like, what kind of, what kind of performance does he have on the court? They would look at how he performs um, in shooting his free throws and um, in his dribbling performance. And then they would talk about his grades. What, how does he perform in school? Um, and so they wanted to know how he performed. And then they wanted to know 
what kind of position he held in the school. Was he very popular? Did uh, students look up to him? Was he considered a leader? Uh, was he the captain of the team? And then, of course, uh, they would take a look at possession. Like, can your parents actually afford this particular university? Or would he be able to afford it? And so they look at your different possessions and then, of course, they look at your personal relationships. And again, they want to look at, is this kiddo going to be a problem in our school? Is he going to have good relationships? Is he going to have, uh, is he going to have good influence on people around him? And of course, obviously, appearance is huge as well. But the point of this is, is at the end of all of this, when he was in the end of his junior year, he got multiple offers, uh, multiple letters that said, uh, this is how valuable you are to us to play at our college. So they would give him a scholarship level, like a X amount of scholarship monies. This is how valuable we have found you to play at our college, never having actually even talked to him. So they slapped a dollar value on our kiddo based on how he performed, what his grades were, what his possessions were, um, whether or not he was going to have healthy relationships, all of these things, never actually having talked to him. This is the same thing is true a lot with jobs. And again, I'm not saying this isn't reality. This is a reality. When you get a job offer, with that offer comes a dollar value that says, this is how valuable we consider you for this position. And it's usually based on what degrees you have, what experience you have, how you've performed, how you're gonna perform, what kind of relationships you have. They're gonna look at your social media uh, wall. They're gonna look at all of these things and they're gonna slap a dollar value on you that says, this is how much you are worth to us. This is reality. But if we allow those things to identify us, to become our identity, if we allow those things to say, this has just defined my value, then we're being taken captive into the world's ways rather than on Christ. Now, let me, just for fun, let me give you my world's rating. Now, I wrote this message years ago. In fact, this was one of the very first messages I ever wrote uh, that I gave to a lot of teen girls and talking about your value and how we discover our worth. And so I want to tell you my performance, like based on the world's, uh, the way the world would value me. I um, did not finish uh, college. I got pregnant and so I did not finish college. I have a two year degree, but I finished probably about 20 credits court, uh, short of getting my bachelor's degree. And, uh, and so I don't have um, a bachelor's degree. So the world would probably be like, eh, that's not very valuable anymore now, right? Because you're, you need to have a bachelor's degree in order to be successful in your career. Is that a reality? Unfortunately, it is a reality, but that does not define my worth and it does not define your worthless. But according to the world, if I were to value myself based on my education, I would come up incomplete. I would come up short. I would be cheated my real value. I would be considered worthless because I don't have a bachelor's degree. My position for years, I was a stay-at-home mom. I didn't have a career. I had six kids. And even though I homeschooled them and took care of them and 
trained him up, raised him up in the ways of the kingdom, the world would say that you don't have a career. You're not bringing any income. You're not bringing in any money. You don't have any value or any worth to your family because you're not bringing in money. Now, we know that's not necessarily true, especially you moms out there watching. We know we have great value, but there are some moms who really struggle with this and say, because I'm not bringing in money, I'm not as valuable as my husband is because he's bringing in all the money. That is a hollow, deceptive lie straight from the pit of hell that the world speaks in our ears, trying to tell us that we have no value. My greatest possession when we were, when our kids were young, my husband uh, worked and went to school full time and uh, he had a had not a very good lucrative job and I stayed at home and so we lived on a very minimal amount. We didn't have a lot of possessions. We drove an old school Astro van and uh, and so if you looked at us from the outside, the world would say, gosh, they're poor. They don't have a lot. And so they, and, and they would say uh, that that w defines our value or our worth. And so if I were to measure myself based on our possessions at the time, I would have been like, well, I have six kids, so all that makes me is crazy. <laughs> uh, but if I were to have given in to how the world defines value or worth, I might have really come up short and considered myself not worth very much, be, much because we didn't have great possessions. And then personal relationships, well, I stayed at home and kind of hung out with some other women at our church and didn't really know very many people in the community. I didn't you know, know this person or that person. And, and so I might say, well, the world would say, I don't really know anybody who knows anybody, and so therefore I don't have great worth. Now the opposite is, I know a lot of people. I'm uh, a part of our community. I know our mayor, I know several mayors, I know our congressmen, all of these things. But to the same point, that is not what gives me value. That is not where my worth lies. Um, is it valuable uh, to what I do? Uh, with Crazy Eight Ministries, absolutely, but it does not define my value. I am not more valuable than somebody who doesn't know all the mayors or doesn't know the congressman or doesn't know our state representative. That is not what defines my value. My personal relationships does not define it. And, and appearance. Now, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you know that a lot of times ponytail, hangs her way, uh, something comfortable, sports bra, that's what we wear every day. We're not concerned about our appearance. We're concerned about surviving our day. And so if we were to define ourselves based on appearance, we would be a big fat zero as well. But we don't define ourselves based on our appearance. We define ourselves based on Christ. And so finally, the you know, the human inclination here is that we focus on horizontal things and we allow the world, our performance, our possessions, our position, our personal relationship and our appearance to define us. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, one of the biggest challenges for me in recording these YouTubes is I often on my days off when I wanna come out to the studio and I wanna do recordings, those are the days that I don't put on makeup or I'm not really dressed up. And if you go through all my YouTubes, you will notice that in probably half of them, I don't have makeup on. I'm just wearing a t-shirt. Sometimes I'm wearing a ball cap. Sometimes my hair is in a ponytail. 
and I've had to decide that the value of the content that's coming forth from these videos has nothing to do with my appearance, has everything to do with my relationship with Christ and what the Holy Spirit is placing on my heart. And so I don't want to let vanity or my appearance prevent me from recognizing the value of what God wants me to say in the timing in which he wants me to say it. If I have something pressing on my heart, and this is the day that I've studied and I've researched and God has said, you're going to sit in the studio and you're going to communicate these messages. I'm not going to not do that just because I don't have makeup on. My old man, my old self would have been concerned because I know that there will be people who will judge me based on my appearance. That's a reality. That's a reality. Remember, we don't live in a perception-less world. We can live in a perception-free world. When we learn how to saturate ourselves in the perception of God, His opinion, His value of us, not giving into the world's ways, the five Ps, and really recognizing that that's a reality that I live in, but that's not what defines my value. That's when we find freedom. All right, you guys, in our next episode, we're going to be talking about the world's ridiculous ways of defining beauty and appearance. And it's going to be a little bit comical. It's a little bit funny, but I believe it's super, super important. Uh, but that this wraps up this episode. And remember, enforcing purpose. It starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.